Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. TC, let's give it up for Jesus one more time across this place. We're excited, man. Welcome to Commitment Sunday. Man, we couldn't be more pumped about everything that God is doing here at TC. And so we're going to jump straight in. Today is going to be a little bit different day. If this is your first time with us, uh, I encourage you. First of all, I hope you enjoy today. Secondly, we want to let you know, come back next week. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit different. We are going to preach and we're going to do all those things, but it's a little bit different. But here's what the first thing I want you to do. I want you to take this little packet out. You should have got on the way in the door. If your family did not get one of these, if you'll just raise your hand, one of the ushers will bring one to you. Okay, so for whatever reason you did not get one, if your family didn't get one, just the ushers will bring one to you. Uh, Just keep it up for me just a second and they'll get it over to you. All right, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to have a look at this. Don't read the whole thing now because you got to listen to me, okay? And you're just not that good of a multitasker. Let's all admit it, right? If you're married, your spouse will say amen. Okay, so, but if you'll have a look at this, there's three things that I want you to see. Number one, the regular Imagine book that looks like this. If you guys are online, for everyone online, you can go to transformationchurch.com. You can click on the Imagine icon. If you want packets like this, we'll send them to you. Just send us an email and we'll send you full packets. For now, you can just kind of hang tight with me, all right? But there's the Imagine book that just talks about what we're doing and the testimonies of how God is moving in our church. This is great. These are the two things that we're going to use more today, all right? First of all is this creative giving strategy. Um, I want you to have a look at this. It's got some great information in it. More importantly, what I want you to have a look at is the backside. Because here in just a little bit, we're going to fill these out. Now, these are commitment cards. We've been talking about the Imagine Campaign now for about eight weeks. And the Imagine Campaign commitment card is what we're going to fill out at the end of service. And here's what we're doing. We're going to fill it out with our regular information. And then over the next three years, what are we planning on giving? All right, so to the Imagine Campaign, above our tithes and offerings, what are we committing to giving? And so whatever, you're, whatever you and your family can do. Now, the reason this is important <clears throat> is if you look at the back of here, it shows you a good breakdown of what people think. That a lot of times we think we can't afford stuff. But when we look at this, it's like, oh, I can probably afford more than I thought I could if I just skip the Starbucks line three times a week, right? So, um, ladies. Anyway, so, but on the back of here, it gives us an understanding, a helpful understanding of what it means. And here's what I'm inviting you to. Look at me for just a second. I'm inviting all of us, myself included, me and my wife have had a conversation about where we're going to sacrifice. And we're going to say no to some things so we can say yes to big things. We're going to say no to good things so we can say yes to God things. And so as we get ready to say yes, here's some, here's some different ways where if you say, oh, man, if I just skip this each week, I can actually, it adds up to this. And so these are just creative ways. But here towards the end of service, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a moment to pray. Hopefully you've been praying. That's what we've been encouraging over the last eight weeks. But if today you got here and you're like, hey, I ain't going to lie to you, dog. I've been forgetting about that. All right. That's fine. Today at the end of service, we're going to pray. We're going to give you a moment to talk to your spouse, pray, and turn in the cards. Here's a big thing I want you to understand. If you look down at the very, very bottom, what does it say? This is a statement of intent and maybe altered as circumstances warrant. So do me one favor. Don't write six million in there and be like, hey, if situations are altered, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll let y'all know. Don't do that because that's really not going to be helpful. Unless you have an extra six mil, then holler at your boy because we're going to do this thing. All right, so we're building six campuses or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. So... 
Um, but also, here's what I want to encourage you is we want you to fill it out in faith. Man, what is God telling me? Okay, so you don't have to fill this out right now. There's going to be a moment at the end of service where you're going to get to fill this out, and we're going to collect them and do all that st- stuff today. Um, and just to encourage you, here's some amazing news. Just to, I pray it encourages your faith. With 16 households in the church have gotten together and they've pledged just under $400,000 already to this campaign. And so that's incredible. And so I pray that encourages your faith because um, when God's people come together, God does amazing things, listen to me, through his people. God has always involved us in the process. And my question that I have, that I want you to understand right now as we jump into our message, is this reality that God is making history happen. Say history. He's making history happen right now through TC. We're not the only church in our city doing amazing things. We're a part of a network of churches in our city that God is doing amazing things through. But God is doing some amazing things. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's good stuff. Come on, turn it back to the other person on the other side. You just neglected and be like, it's good stuff. Come on, you gave them a cold shoulder. What did they do to you, right? But here's the question I have for you. Here's the question I have for you. You ready? What is your place in history? Have you ever thought of that? What is your place in history? Are you going to go down in history as someone that worked really, really hard but never put their name on anything that was going to last beyond them. What is your place in history? The day that you're gone, what is it that you're leaving behind for people to say, man, I remember this about them. What are you leaving behind to say, man, I don't know, I may not have always loved my spouse the way I wish I would have or taken care of my kids the way I wish I would have because every parent has regrets, right? Like, I, I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have done that differently. But at the end of the day, we need to put our name on something. Because hear me, we have to make history. And right now, this is our season as a church to make history. This is our season as a body to set in motion things that are going to move mountains for future generations. Listen to me, this is your moment to make history. And the thing is, is a lot of times we're like, man, I, you know, I'm not the family that can pledge a million dollars or $200,000. Listen to me, God didn't ask equal giving, he asked equal sacrifice. How many are glad you're not measured to someone else's standard? How many fall into the trap of trying to do it anyways? And what God is asking of us is, I want you to make history with what I've asked of you, not with what I've asked of someone else. And so the reality is this. I want to to take it to Ezekiel 22, but we're actually going to spend all of our time in Joshua 6. And in Ezekiel 22, it says this, and I sought for a man among them. Say a man. All right. So what what God is really looking for is someone. So I I sought for a man. I sought for someone among them that should make up the hedge and, and stand in the gap. Say stand in the gap. So I'm looking for someone that would make up a hedge, stand in the gap for the land so that I wouldn't destroy it, but I couldn't find one. God is saying, man, I was looking for someone that was going to do something different and everybody else was moving this direction and I was looking for one person that would just move this direction and I couldn't find one. 
I was in the midst of a society and a culture where everybody's saying, live for you, live for now, do what makes you feel good. God is saying, I'm looking for some people. They're going to say, I know that that's a desire of my heart. But what I know is God's desire for me is to live a life that's set apart. And so we're going to do some things differently. Turn your neighbor say differently. So we're going to do some things differently. So God is looking for people, say people. I'm going to make sure y'all are with me this time. God is looking for people that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach other people that are far from God. And is it our time to take history? So I want you to go to Joshua 6. And we're going to look at the story in the book of Joshua, chapter 6, where they're getting ready to take the city of Jericho. And many of you know this story, but if you don't, Joshua and the people of Israel have been in the desert for a while. They're getting ready to take the city of Jericho. God leads them there, and they meet these huge walls. They can't get into the city. And that's where we pick up Joshua 6, 1 through 2. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. So let me help you out for a second, just pausing. So they see the Israelites coming and they're like, oh no, sir, shut the gates, right? We're not letting them have anything from us. So because of the Israelites, no one went out, say went out, and no one came in, say came in. I want you to say that with me one time. No one went out and no one came in. Have you ever been so concerned about what you might lose that you shut yourself off from what you might gain? Have you ever been so worried about what you might lose that you bar the gates of your life and you don't realize that by barring the gates of what you might lose, you've also stopped yourself from what you might gain? I've been in those seasons I'm like, I don't know, God. I got to cling to what I've got because if I don't have what I've got, I've got nothing. Have you ever noticed that your job isn't your provider, the Lord is? Have you ever noticed your ability to do a job isn't what gives you your income? The blessing and favor of God is what gives you an income. Move out of the money thing and into your marriage or into your relationships. Have you ever noticed that it's not because you're so awesome that your marriage is great, but because God's grace flows over your marriage and relationships that it's great? How many of you are really good at holding grudges? Seven, eight, nine, ten honest people in here. Perfect. Okay, so how many guys are really good at holding grudges? That's much better. Okay, so someone nudged you right then. They're like, you better raise your hand. How many guys know that in relationships, in marriage, in business, just as an employee working for somebody else, you need more grace than you have to get through it? Because people are crazy. Y'all remember my three words that helped a lot of people last year? People are stupid. In Jesus' name. Okay, like so. How many of us have ever been in that season where like, man, I can't lose this. Like, I, I can't give, I can't serve, I can't, I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough, what, I, I can't do all the, I can't do what God is asking me to do because I'm not in this place or I don't have enough of this or I can't say yes to this. And God's saying, since when has it ever been about what you needed or was it always about what I gave you to get you to do what I needed you to do? What if it's not about your resources? What it's about my anointing on your life to say Yes. And so we, we look into God, and that's exactly what's happening. They're barred up inside of the city, and because they blocked themselves off from what the Israelites were trying to do, 
Nothing went out and nothing came in. And so I, I, I want to I invite somebody to help me for a second. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you come up here because you, you just look like the guy for this. All right, give Jonathan a hand, everybody. Just, Pastor Jonathan's just, just a man. So here's, here's what I want you to do, all right? We're going to play catch. This should not be hard. This should not be hard, okay? But here's what I want you to do. I want you to hang on to this ping pong ball with both hands. Don't drop it, all right? And you cannot let go of the ping pong ball with either hand, all right? I want you to catch this. Very good. Now I want you to hold it to your chest and don't let it off your chest. I want you to catch this. <laughs> Come on, I want, you, I, want you to, I want you to catch this. I can't even chance. No, you can't. You, you can't. <laughs> you can't, you can't. Why? Why can't you catch it? Because you, you, because you're holding on to something small, you can't catch something big. Oh. <laughs> but now I want, you to, I want you to be willing to let go of that, that small thing to catch this. Come on, y'all. Is it hard to figure out? Like, and here's the thing. Thank you, buddy. You can go sit down. For many of us in our life, we're like the people behind the walls of Jericho. We have barred up our life and said, I'm not letting anything out. But because you're not letting anything out, you're also not letting anything in. And God's saying, I want you to be ready to say yes to letting go of what you have so that you can catch what I have for you. The problem is we have to reconcile in our own mind, God, what if I drop what I have and what you toss me isn't enough? Isn't that the hard part? Let's be honest. Can we be honest in here? Isn't that what we struggle with? Isn't that where our heart goes? Isn't that where our mind goes? How many guys fear creeps in? I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know if I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Where are the budgeting people at? Raise your hand, budgeting people. All y'all got anxiety already. Just in there. As soon as we handed out cards, y'all was like, oh, no. Y'all like my wife, she's the budgeter, I'm the spender, all right? So I'm like, ah, we'll just buy it, it's all good. And she's like, we don't, I don't know how, we can't, I can't, we can't, I don't know, <laughs> right? She's like, stop spending money. I'm like, but we have money. She's like, yeah, but what if we don't? What if I don't have a car, but I'm driving mine today, like, I don't, like right? But hear me. If God is the one that gave you everything you have, why are you worried about losing what God gave you if he's already looking to give you something else? The mistake that we make is thinking that what we have we earned and what God's trying to give us is different. No, what you have God gave you and what he's looking to give you he'll give you. And everything you'll ever have he'll give you. So why don't you trust him in the first part so you can trust him in the later part? I put this in your notes. Shutting up the walls to keep what you have blocks you from receiving what God has for you. Shutting up the walls to keep what you have blocks you from what God has for you. And saying yes opens up those doors. In this particular case, they're hiding behind the walls of Jericho. They don't want the Israelites to come in. And then we go down. Let's jump down. To verse 2, then the Lord said to Joshua, all right? So in this particular case, 
They probably should have been behind the walls, but that's because they were cutting up. Okay, so that we don't have time to break all that down. So they were coming in. God was sending the Israelites in because they had to take the city because they were going against God. And so the Israelites are going in. And I want you to look at Joshua 6, verse 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, say then. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Now, you know what I would have said? Where? They're standing at walls that look 40 feet tall. God's like, I've delivered them into your hands. I'm looking at walls like, um, where? God says, the city's yours. See it. Can we be real? How many of sometimes y'all read the Bible with supernatural faith, but you live without it? Okay, y'all like me then. Perfect. So like, we read the Bible and we're like, oh, man, they should have known God had it. And then we go outside and we don't act like God has it. Right? Okay, just me. Perfect. So, see, so yeah, I've delivered Jericho in your hands along with his king and his fighting man, Joshua 6, 3 through 5. So this is what God says. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone will go straight in. Now I want you to think about this for a second. Because how many of you have been in a place in your life where you needed to do something and God said, wait? How many of you have ever been in a place where you're like, God, I need you to do this thing right now. And God's like, I just need you to pray about it. And you're like, I'll pray about it, but can I do something about it? Any, okay, seven of us. Y'all better get on the train with me today. Has anybody ever had someone cross you real bad and you was fixing to go do something about it yourself? And God was like, I just need you to turn the other cheek on that. And you're like, I'm out of cheeks. Don't run with that any further than you need to, just for the record, okay? Like, God's like, turn the other cheek. You're like, mm, they're done. Right? God is always counterintuitive to what our heart wants. Because we have to trust him when our heart doesn't want to. And so they're trying to take the city and God doesn't say, break out your swords in a cannon. He says, march around it and blow trumpets. Because God is counterintuitive to what we want to do with our hands. And he asks us to do it. But could you imagine, like, God's looking at you. He's like, hey, I want you to do this. And you're like, how? Like, how is that going to help me any? And God said, it'll help you because I'm going to make it help you. And you're going, I don't see how that's going to work. And God says, that's not your business. That's mine. But I could see, like, like being in the army. Can we be honest for a second? How many of you guys would be like, God, I don't know about this one. Eight, nine, ten, honest people in here. All right, so how many of us would be like, God, I don't know. Like, imagine if you were the guy that you didn't have anything, or girl, that you didn't have anything in your hands, all you were supposed to do was shout. Ah! <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. Like, I would be the guy that's like, hey, listen, God, all I got to shout, but if I had a ram's horn, I'd feel a lot better about this. Am I right? What if you were the guy with the ram's horn? Like, hey, God, I know I got a ram's horn, but if I had a sword, I'd feel a lot better about this. Anybody? Could you imagine being the guy with the sword? 
hey, God, all I got is a sword and there's an army in there. So if I had a cannon, I'd feel a lot better about this, right? How many have ever noticed that whatever you have never feels good enough when God asks you to do something? If all you have is the shout, you wish you had the horn. If all you got is the horn, you wish you had the sword. If all you have is the sword, you wish you had the cannon. Because what you have never seems enough when God asks you to do something great with it. But hear me, God does supernatural things when we give him our natural means. And so what do they do? Well, first, I want you to understand this in your notes. What you have is always enough to do what God is asking of you. What you have, listen to me, is always enough to do what God is asking of you. Yeah, but God's asking all this of me. Perfect. What you have is always enough. You may not know how it's enough, but it's always enough. You may not know how it's going to work, but it's always going to work. What you have is always enough to do what God is going to ask of you. So Joshua 6.20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. When God asked them to do what he asked them to do, and they did it, God moved. Listen, faithfulness with what we have is the key to God providing what we need. I'm going to say it again. Faithfulness, say faithfulness. Faithfulness with what we have is the key to God providing what we need. When you need something spectacular in your life, faithfulness with what you have is the key to getting there. Why? When we're not faithful with what we have, God doesn't trust us with more. God, I need you to move in my finances. Are you faithful with what you have now? No? Okay, then. God, I need you to move in my marriage. Are you faithful in your marriage now? No? Then he's not showing up in your marriage. God, I need, you to, I need you to move in my kids' lives. Are you faithful to carve out time for your kids now so that you can be present in their life now so that they're seeing a godly man or woman now? No, then don't expect him to show up in your kids. Like whatever it is you're looking for God to do, I'm telling you right now, faithfulness in the now is the key to God providing what you need. So what you need from God is more. What you need to do is be faithful in the now. But how many guys know faithful in the now can be hard? Anybody ever tried to diet before and the hot now light is on? Faithfulness in the now is hard. Speaking of, eat some of our donuts when y'all leave today. There's plenty out there. All right, so, so, like, faithfulness in the now. Because when he uses what you have, he blesses you with more. And it, he's the only one, listen to me, when God does that in your life, He's the only one that gets the glory from your life. How many of you would love to be able to do it on your own without God? Come on. We're honest here today. How many of you guys would like to just do it? I don't need faith. I don't need none of that. I would like to just, with my own hands and feet, I'd love to be able to just do everything I need to do. Then who would get the glory out of your life if you could do it on your own? You would. Wouldn't you be like, I'm so awesome? Come on, help me out. Wouldn't y'all be like, man, I'm so good. Look what I did. Come on, sometimes God does it for us and we still claim that. Right? How many of us would be guilty of like, man, look what I did. I killed it. Some of y'all at home, that's you. You know it's you. Your spouse is nudging you right now. Right? But hear me, when God does what only God can do, God gets the glory out of our lives. 
I remember <clears throat> about four and a half years ago, I was uh, at the point where we sat down with Pastor Dan. I was getting ready to take over the church. And then the time finally came for me to take over the church. And I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. Kind of be vulnerable for like the next minute or two. I didn't think I wanted to do this. One of the biggest reasons why I wasn't sure I wanted to do this, Jabin was still with us. My son, for those who don't know, my son passed away back in 2018. He was sick for three years before he died. And we were at the point <clears throat> as a family where I just wasn't sure this was the life I wanted to live. And more importantly, I wasn't sure that I could lead my wife through the loss of our son and pastor at church at the same time. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure me or my wife were going to feel okay enough with God to lead you to love God when we were struggling with our love for God. And, uh, And God spoke to my life. He spoke crystal clear in ways that I think it still baffles some people, including Pastor Dan. He's told me over and over again. Where God gave me a crystal clear picture of eternity. And how this life doesn't matter. Nothing in it matters except for how I love God, how I love my wife, and how I lead people. That's the only thing that matters. And we almost said no to this. And I'm so glad that we didn't. Because if we had said no to this, this wouldn't be here. Matter of fact, we took care, we, we got some stories of some people and how God has moved in their life through our yes, through Ashley and I taking our place and through Transformation Church. And we want to roll that. Go ahead and play that for us, guys. love the most about TC, besides our coffee, is um, our community. It's, it's family the moment you walk through the door. Um, it's been a huge impact on my life, um, our family's life. There's been a lot of people that's spoken life to us here. A lot. So many people. I don't even know all of their names. If I see their faces, I'm like, it'd be that person, that person, that person. I'm so bad with names. These are real people, and they have real conversations, and um, even though you're kind of trying to do, do life in a biblical sense, you still are just a father, a husband, a brother um, when it comes down to it, and that, I can relate to that. So uh, the thing that I love about TC the most is probably the relationships that I've made here. Um, I have so many good friends here. To know that you have somebody that cares and that people that will reach out to you when they haven't seen you, it annoyed me at first, but I needed that. I needed accountability. If they're connecting here and I knew this person before their church life, then this has got to be a good place for us. Knowing, knowing you know, that TC loves you where you're at, so we're, we're looking for people. There's no judgment. Um, it's, we're all working our salvation out together. We're all walking in the journey. And that truly, uh, it truly comes to life here. So. If TC no longer existed, I think there would be like a huge lack of joy in my life. Um, there's just something that you cannot find out in the world 
that you can find here? I would probably be spitting heresy uh, if TC didn't exist. But I think it's a really important purpose of the Imagine campaign as the fact that like kind of our, our beacon is like I'm in. Emphasis on the I'm in part of the word of Imagine and it's very, very exciting for us. So the purpose behind the campaign is really um, uh, expansion. So here on our campus, uh, we're outgrowing the current building. God is doing amazing things. Healthy things grow and we are growing nonstop, um, which is fantastic. I specifically can speak uh, firsthand from our kids ministry. Uh, this past Sunday, we were approaching in elementary second service alone, close to 40 kids, um, which is incredible. It is fantastic. We have a lot of kids and we need more kid space. And that's incredible that we're adding almost 6,000 square feet of usable kid space um, to our TC kids. I want our kids, they can't wait to get back next Sunday, right? Some of us remember uh, there was, you know, growing up where maybe didn't want to go to church. I want our kids to love to be here. I want this to be one of their favorite places to be. At the heart of TC, at the heart of this house, is for lost people to know Jesus. Um, it's a very first step that we have here. It's you know, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And the fact is, as long as we are alive, there are people who don't know God. And as long as heaven and hell are real, then we have a responsibility to do ministry. And for us, ministry is not just on Sundays, it's also Monday through Saturday. This building's gonna be open. Coffee shop is gonna be open for business. Our, our, the indoor playgrounds are gonna be available to the public for kids to come in. And now we're creating an impact on our community where the people that they drive past churches every day. If they wanna to go to church, they would go to church. But who knows what would happen if they come to a coffee shop and the Holy Spirit moves on them then, on a Tuesday at three o'clock, you know, or a Thursday at lunchtime, while they're doing work, you know, remote work from our coffee shop, how the Holy Spirit might work on them to prompt them to come back that next Sunday. And so I think it's gonna create an amazing impact on our community. It's definitely gonna make a difference in our church. And I think it's gonna be, you know, something that generations of, of families get to take part in. It's really powerful. So it's a way for us to cast vision and one, to continue to walk in God's blessing, but also to be debt-free. We're inviting every person to say yes to a three-year commitment, raising $1.2 million to do the expansion. One of the biggest reasons this is important is because we're trying to do the expansion by just paying cash. We don't want to take out more loan and acquire more debt. And if we reach our goal, it looks like, based on all of our numbers, we'll actually be able to do this whole expansion without acquiring more debt so we can continue to do ministry the way we're doing it and expand the facility to reach more people. There's just something that changes when God's people all come together and just say yes. We talk about the body and it's everybody has a role to play. Every part is different and without every part functioning, then the body isn't always 100% functioning and healthy. I feel like if you really think about what you do on a daily basis and you um, financially just Think about how you spend, just sacrifice just one little thing, um, it, it compounds. And um, if everybody does that one little thing, it, it will make a huge difference. My motto is God is my source. And so even just looking at how TC has grown and some of the things like I get to know about um, what, what, what's going on here, it's really um, challenged me to look at my business differently and be more um, intentional about the things that I do and also just include faith in that. Everybody can give. Uh, so I think it's not about the amount, I think it's the, it's the intent. Um, I think that's what God is asking us to do. Are we gonna be obedient? Are we gonna trust Him? I wanna thank every person that <laughs> said yes to this because um, it's going to make a difference. We're making history right now. 
The future starts today, it starts now. And we are changing generations by saying yes to today. And so I wanna thank every single person that has said yes, because we're making a difference. And that's, that's it's so powerful. We are so excited about what God is doing. And here's what I want you to grab a hold of today as we get ready to wrap up. When you, in your notes, when you take your place in his story, you're making history. Listen to me. God's story is being written right now for us. God's story is being written right now. And when you take your place in his story, God makes history. And this is our season. This is the time that God is moving and it's time to say yes. Listen, I want you to understand something. David killed Goliath. Moses led God's people out of captivity. Noah built the ark. Solomon built the temple. Paul established churches throughout the east. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego went to the fiery furnace. They were thrown in the furnace, but they survived, right? Joshua saw the walls of Jericho fall. None of them had what they needed when they needed it, but when they gave God what they had, God gave them everything that they needed. And this is our time to say yes to God in ways that quite frankly, some of you are not even sure how. This is gonna be a faith step for all of us. But my invitation to you is let's make history because all of history is his story. And I want you to grab a hold of this. You can trust God because it's his story. You're just stepping up to take your place in it. You can trust God because it's his story. You're just stepping up to take your place in it. And God never fails when it's his story because he's invested and he's going to move. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes all across this place. You're going to take your place in his story for your home, for your family, for your church, for your city, for your community. Take your place. Take your place. So here's what we're going to do. I want to invite you to take out your commitment card. Go ahead and take it out. And we're going to give you a moment to pray as you get ready to fill this out. And here in a minute, our ushers are going to help. They're going to just pass some buckets. They're going to take them up. So what's, gonna, what's about to happen is the team's gonna come out and they're gonna sing. As they sing, you can stay seated. You don't need to stand up. As they sing, we want you and your family, if you have a family, if it's just you, we want one final prayer. Because hear me, we don't want you to do what we want you to do. We want you to do what God wants you to do. So we want you to pray. All right, what are we gonna say yes to? Over the next three years, all right, we're not taking an offering today. All we're doing is taking these up today. Your tithes and your offerings, that'll happen like usual at the end of service or online or whatever. All we're looking for you to do is fill this out. If you look on the back, it'll give you, if we said yes weekly to this number, this is what our total number would be. All right, so there's a lot of giving info. You can check that out. We're gonna take about the next three or four minutes and give you a chance to do that as the team comes out and prays. So as they come out and play, I'm gonna pray. And we want you to take that moment. So Father, we pray right now.
that you would speak to us, God. Whatever you want for each person, that's what we want. And so God, as we get ready to say yes, prompt our hearts, give us peace. As we make our pledges, we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Take a minute, pray, fill them out. We'll come back in just a second. Ask the ushers real quick. They're gonna get ready to pass those buckets for us. And so I'm gonna pray as those start to pass. You guys go ahead and pass. So Father, we just thank you right now for every person that you've prompted our hearts to say yes. So God, as even those that are watching online, God, some of those are gonna say yes right now. Father, those that have said yes in the room, we're dropping our cards in right now. God, I pray right now that you would give us a confidence to say yes in bigger ways, God. Give us faith when we need faith. Give us hope when we need hope. God, as we get ready to give you everything that we have. So God, we thank you. We thank you that you're our provider. We thank you that you're moving on our life. We thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. For those of you guys that are online, if you wanna send in a number, you can do that. Just go to transformationchurch.com. Go to the email icon. You can send us an email with just a number that over the next three years above your tithes and offerings you want to pledge. Um, or you can catch us next week. You can fill out a card if you want to do that in person. All right, we'll give you a chance to, to do that. So we're super grateful for all of you guys that are online. It's going to help us with that. All right, guys, as these buckets are making their way towards the end. Here's what I want you to know about on, on March 6th. Say March 6th. On March 6th, uh, we will have our Celebration Sunday, which is where we're gonna start giving officially for the campaign, okay? So on March 6th, that's gonna be our first day of giving. So we want you to come with your first offering, first envelope, first whatever we're gonna give. We're gonna pray over it that God's favor would reign in our house, all right? And so um, I wanna stop for just a second and pray. If somebody's in here right now, because even though this is a different Sunday, we always, we never wanna miss a chance for someone to say yes to Jesus. And so I want you to close your eyes across this place briefly. If you're here and you just need Jesus to transform your heart, very simply, I want you to say this with me, dear Lord, forgive me. I give you my life. I want you to make me new. 
Give me a fresh start and I'll give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right.